We've had Mark Normand on this podcast several times before, which isn't that hard to do since he is my son. We talk about his and Sam Morell's new rye whiskey. It's on tip of the tongue. Tip of the Tongue, a podcast on the Nitty Grits Network, where we explore the intersection of food and drink and museums. This is Liz Williams. We're here today with Mark Norman, comedian, writer, and now a spirits maven. So Mark, welcome. Hey, good to be here. Okay, so I know we've done this podcast before. And usually we do it in person, but it was kind of a good idea, I thought, to go ahead and start talking about why it is you, as a comedian, have decided to invest in the spirits world. Well, always looking for new ways to make a splash. And it seems like everybody's just kind of doing that now. You know, Chris, or no, Kevin Hart, The Rock, George Clooney. Ryan Reynolds, all these people are making their own booze. And it was just a funny idea me and a friend had. And we said, that'd be funny if we did that. And then he said, well, why don't we do it? And then we called a guy who knows how to do it. And he was like, yeah, you should definitely do it. And then we just did it. And that was it. Okay. So what does that mean? You just did it. Well, it means we, I met with a distributor. He's a fan of me and my friend, Sam. He's like a huge comedy nerd. So that helped. And then he, we got him in touch with our lawyers to do all the the actual deal. And then he sent us a bunch of samples of whiskeys and we tried them all. And we said, this is the best one. And that was it. And then we had to design a label. We had to design the bottle shape. So a lot went into it. And did you know the name? Was it named by the actual distiller or did you come up with the name? We wanted it to be new, a New York-centric kind of a rye, and uh, we called it Fat Cat, you know, like a New York Fat Cat, like a uh-huh. big deal guy, and that was the real name, the original name, and then he came back and said, the distributor said, that's already a wine, so we can't use it. Yeah. So then we said, well, what else is very New York? And then we wanted to keep Cat, and then we went to a bodega, which are kind of our little corner stores here. Uh And there's always a cat sleeping on the bread, you know, because they (laughs) kill the mice. Yes. And Mm -hmm. so we said, what about bodega cat? And we said, was that too specific? Is that too niche? But then we said, well, that's kind of what's cool about it. And so we went with it. Okay. So then you had to design a label for bodega cat as opposed to fat cat. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, so now... Did you, I mean, did you go and check out all the various distillers or did you just drink some of the booze and decide this is what we like the best? Well, we were originally going to do tequila, but then it felt like everyone had a tequila. That was like the hot liquor. So mm-hmm. we said, we don't, we don't want to be the same as everyone else. We want to stand out. And honestly, the, the distributor was such a huge help because we don't know what the hell we're doing. 
And so we went to the plant where they make the whiskey. Okay, you went to the distillery. Okay. Yeah. And uh, he just showed us the ropes and he kind of held our hand through the whole thing. So he really did most of the hard, the hard business stuff. And then our job is to be the brand and promote the hell out of it. So did the distiller, does the distiller make anything besides rye? Yeah, they make whiskey and bourbon and all kinds. Of, they're just a big whiskey umbrella. Okay. So how big of a, is it really a craft rye or is it too big? Is it too manufactured to be called a craft rye? I think you could do a craft. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's a craft. Okay. And so, so how, how is it doing? It's doing surprisingly well. I mean, you got to think Kevin Hart has a whiskey or whatever he has a tequila, whatever he has, but we have a podcast where we, we, our podcast is called, we might be drunk. So the whole show is revolves around drinking. Uh And so we make drinks with guests of our own whiskey and so it's all it's a constant commercial and then whatever podcast we do we bring a bottle so that's a commercial then we go on the road and we bring it on the road so that's advertising so you can't beat the you can't beat the marketing campaign right yeah i remember you did one of those podcasts from here at the museum yeah exactly so yeah well it's constantly put in front of people and so were you already a rye drinker when this happened? Did you go from tequila to rye or did you taste some bourbons and stuff on the way? Well, we we wanted we thought about bourbon, but a lot of people have bourbon. We really wanted to differentiate. So tequila mm-hmm. was out and then we went, well, we'd like whiskey, but a lot of people do have a whiskey. So we said, what, do they have a rye? And then that's how rye got in there. Okay. Okay. Well, so have you done any research about the history of rye? No, I haven't. So, you know, rye was a really important liquor in the U.S. after we became the U.S. And Uh, a lot of people uh, started to drink rye as opposed to brandy and cognac, which was probably the most popular drink before that. But because we became American and then we started to put tariffs on foreign alcohol like brandy and cognac. So people switched to rye because it was cheaper. So so having an old fashioned or some other kind of spirits forward drink, you know, that's not like half fruit juice or something. So people who used to drink their spirits in the form of brandy or cognac started to drink their spirits in the form of rye. So it's a very kind of pro-American thing, not because people were trying to be patriotic, but because they paid less because there was no tariff. Ah, why why is there no tariff on rye and not other ones? Well, the tariff was for imported spirits like brandy and cognac. Oh, I see. So, I mean, now there are tariffs on all kinds of spirits. But in the beginning, the tariff was really on foreign spirits. And so it was cheaper to just switch to an American spirit. Uh Uh-huh. All right. That's cool. Good to know. So the other thing is, and I think you and I've talked about this before, it's also 
the drink spirit that goes into the New Orleans drink, the Sazerac. Yes. And so I think it would be really cool when you come to New Orleans in November and you're performing at the Joy that you talk to people about making a Sazerac with your drink. Well, I think we're going to do that. And I think we're going to have them at the wedding. Oh, wow. You're going to have them everywhere. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. With, with our booze. So you can't, you can't lose. You can't lose. No. So are you, <laughs> shipping, are you shipping it down? Yeah. I'm just going to send a box to the wedding, to okay. the, the venue. All right. All right. Yeah. So pretty excited about that. And people are asking about it like crazy. I, I'm shocked at how well it's doing. Well, that's, I mean, I think that's really exciting. I'm anxious to taste it myself. So, Do you like whiskey? Well, I certainly drink a Sazerac. Oh, okay. Um, I, no offense, but I am not a fan of that drink. You don't like a Sazerac? Is it too boozy for you? Uh, just kind of got that bittery. I don't, I'd rather drink whiskey on the rocks than a Sazerac. It has that kind of, I don't know soury bitter taste to me well that's because it's full of bitters and because the absinthe or the herb saint has a kind of bitterness to it yeah uh-huh yeah very i'm not a huge fan of old fashions either i like them but that flavor i don't love yeah yeah it's all it's it's the, the bitters yeah should have somebody make it for you without bitters Oh, all right. I'll try that. And try that. Yeah. It might be, it might be more palatable for you. It's so weird that people back then liked cognac and what was the other one? Brandy. Yeah. Cause it's, that's so sweet. It feels a little more uh, dainty than actual whiskey. Well, cognac isn't sweet, but you Is know, it a liqueur. No, no, it's spirits. It's distilled wine. Ah. And so, you know, anything that gets distilled is basically a kind of spirit. And cognac has no, it's not sweet at all. And um, it's, it's, I think it's a really good substitute, you know, for something like a rye. And I guess I got a taste of cognac. I just assumed it was a liqueur. Nope, it's not a liqueur. Okay. Yeah. You and I are going to have to sit down and we're going to have to kind of ramp up your liquor game so that um, instead of only knowing how to to shill your own product, (laughs) you could talk intelligently to other people about um, about the spirits. Yeah, I know. I should learn more. I'm not I'm not a great uh, salesman when it comes to the the details about it. Yeah, I got to get on that. So have you developed or. Um, are you and Sam, have you developed any um, special cocktails using your own spirits, Bodega Cat? Yeah, well, we have, uh, we, we're trying to bring back alcohol or cocktails we like that no one is talking about. Uh-huh. So we, we actually have a mixologist or a certified bartender on the show, whatever you want to call it. And he's a, such a good bartender and he knows the history and all the drinks. He's got a crazy uh, Rolodex in his head of, of cocktails. And he made one for us called the Paper Plane, hmm. which is 
so good, so underrated, never heard of it before him. And now it's kind of our go-to drink. And then there's another one called the Old Pal, which is... So tell me what's in each of those. All right. Hold on. I wrote it down here. Uh, Let me pull this up. And once we had an episode with the paper plane, it kind of blew up. And now people are tagging me when they make it. Oh, wow. Uh, Let's see. Hold on. Hold on. Trying to get the recipe here. Where did I write this down? Recipe. Okay. It's uh, three-fourths ounce bourbon, but we use rye. Uh huh. Uh, one or three fourths ounce bourbon, three fourths ounce aperol. Uh huh. Three fourths. Uh oh, hold on. Uh, crap, I lost it. Damn it. Hold on, hold on. I'm gonna get it back. Wait for it. Okay. Aperol bourbon. No, it's not a bourbon now. It's rum. Sorry. One and a half ounce. Uh, rye, one and a half ounce Aperol, one and a half ounce lemon juice, and then something called am- Amaro. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it's really good. And All right. Shake it up and put it in a coupe glass. Uh huh. And so then we have another ice. Yeah, uh, no, no. Just okay. So you strain it back into the glass. Yeah. Okay. And then there's another one called an Old Pal, which is another underrated cocktail that nobody talks about. All right. And how do you make an Old Pal? Well, that one is actually rye, which is nice. Yeah. Uh, So an ounce of rye, an ounce of Capari, and an ounce of vermouth with Mm. a lemon. Okay. Very good. Okay. Well, those those are good. Are you selling this on your website? I should be, but I'm an idiot. So it's on bodegacatspirits.com. We actually got the domain name finally. Oh, well, that's good. But there's so much legal mumbo jumbo and red tape that it takes forever to actually get it into the stores for them to start selling it. Uh huh. So that's the next hurdle. Well, yeah, you probably can't sell it on your website, although you can talk about it on your website because you don't have your own license to sell alcohol. Right, right. Good point. But um, it's it's sold in bars and liquor stores in New York? No, no, not yet. We're trying to get there. For some reason, New York is way more strict. Okay. So where is it sold? Only online right now, but it, it will be sold in stores by November, they're saying. Oh, well, that's just next month. That's not yeah. so far away. But it's been an uphill battle. And so, and then, but still, if you can buy it online and then um, you can eventually buy it in New York, um, are you going to try to get um, the approval to sell it all over the country? Or does yeah. your... Does you, and your distiller makes enough or is big enough, do you think, to make that happen? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, that was all part of the deal. And it's all in a contract. And he says he can do it. So oh, we're going that, for it. They, they make that, other whiskeys, too. Sorry, yeah. what? No, I, I just think you're going around and Sam is going around. So, you know, you're really covering the country, more or less. 
Yeah, that's the plan. And then you can, go to, you can go to a, a liquor store in whatever town you're in and, and help them sell it. Yeah, yeah. He did a whiskey signing last week in Kentucky, and apparently it did pretty well. He was like, I was kind of nervous about the sales, and then I did a whiskey signing, and the amount of people that showed up made me feel a lot better. Well, that's good. That's good. You'll have to do that, too. Oh, yeah, I'll do it. Okay. The problem is they want you to taste all these whiskeys when you go there, and then you're like, I have shows tonight. <laughs> yeah. When I, I lived in Germany, I went to the market where they were selling um, um, the, the um, spirits that they had made out of the various kinds of fruits that people grew on their farms, like pear or, uh, I mean, it, they made it into a pear wine and then they distilled it, or they made cherry wine and then they distilled it. So it was mm -hmm. all spirits, it wasn't wine. And I was, I was trying to, to buy some, and I, I just wanted to taste the one that I was interested in. And the woman who was there selling it, clearly the farmer, you know, she um, gives me this huge shot glass full. And I said, uh -huh. I, you know, it was like nine o'clock in the morning. And I said, I just want to taste it. And then she said, well, here, taste them all. So she lined up like she had different fruits. And let's say she had seven fruits. So she put up seven shot glasses and she filled each one with a different kind of, of Wasser. And um, she wanted me to taste them all. And of course, I just took these little sips. And then she went behind me and downed them all one after another. It was amazing to me at nine o'clock in the morning. Really? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> what was it called again? It froze well, up a little. They, they they call it Wasser. So it's Kirschwasser, which means cherry water. Um, you know, it looks like water because it's not aged. And, right. Um, and so they, um, but, you know, it's just, um, it's just alcohol that has that flavor of the fruit. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I've, I've never heard of that. I'd like to try it. Have you heard? Uh-oh, I think I lost you. Yeah, I, I lost you too. Have You said, have you heard from what? Malort. Malort, no, what is that? That's a big drink in Chicago, apparently. And it's just a weird, I don't even know what it is. I think it's a liqueur, but they it's almost like a Jägermeister where it's thick and, and kind of cough medicine-y. Oh, but it's sweet. And it's very popular. Time. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's a bitter... Swedish drink. Yeah. Uh, how do you spell it? M-A-L-O-R-T. I am not familiar with that, but maybe I'll try it. I mean, you know, it doesn't hurt you to take a sip. You don't have to drink a, a whole lot. No. Just taste it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, you can always put it in your mouth and spit the way they do wine. Yeah. I know it's gross. It's not the same. I, <laughs> no, it's not. It doesn't. It's not the same thing. If, right. It's not. Yeah. So, um, I am just waiting to see all these recipes on your website. 
<laughs> yeah, you're right. I should get on that. Yeah. And I'm uh, bad with that stuff. And, you know, maybe I'll develop something for you, like a, a rye cake. You know how you can have a bourbon cake or a rum cake? Uh, well, maybe we can make a rye cake. Ooh. That might, that might be good. Yeah, I'd be down for that. So I made a, a rye bread and then I, I had some oranges and I peeled them and dried the orange peel in the oven. And then I put it in a grinder and ground it up so that it was like powdered um, orange peel. And I mm -hmm. put that into the flour, the rye flour to make rye bread. And oh, wow. It gave a really great flavor. I mean, it's not sweet. I mean, there's a slight undernote of sweetness, but it just gave this orangey flavor to the rye. So if I did make a rye cake, I might do something like that to, to have the rye um, and then make a syrup out of the rye and maybe some orange and stuff. It might be really good. I'll work on that. Yeah, I've never had rum cake. Well, it's very rummy, mm -hmm. as you can imagine. Um, but it's, um, you know, it's the kind of thing that you really can't eat it after you've had a whole dinner because it's so rich. So you have to eat it like at three o'clock in the afternoon, you know, with a, just to have a snack. Uh -huh. it, that's the one you light on fire, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. Man, that feels to me like the whole appeal, if we're yeah, being honest. Well, it is the the uh, lighting it on fire makes it very spectacular. Yes. All right. People like that. But if it didn't light on fire, I don't know how much people would be eating rum cake. Yeah, well, it's 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 good. But, okay. and, you know, if you like cake, if I know you don't have that big of a sweet tooth, but um, if you if you like cake, it's a nice cake. But lighting it on fire just makes it so nice to like turn down the lights and light it it's, it's yeah uh, yeah yeah it's like a flaming dr pepper no one no one drinks a regular dr pepper cocktail <laughs> yeah that's true but i'm down to try it and we can make a rye cake right we could make a rye cake i'm gonna work on that i i promise that it can be your christmas present i'll make you a <laughs> rye cake <laughs> Uh, is there anything more American than a just a dessert with booze on it? Well, I think dessert with booze is very French too. Ah, uh -huh. so, that's um, true. I mean, you know, you light Jerry's Jubilee and all kinds of things, and uh, so, but we do we do like our flaming desserts here. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, don't I think they've invented the flambe right they did they invented it um and it's you know we have to give them their due oh yeah but you know here in Louisiana we can accept that those were some people's ancestors here and so they can claim it too here in Louisiana more easily right. than New York uh-huh what is flambe? That is that a that's just when it you means pour. Flamed. It means flamed. So is that a a certain? Just anything could be flambe. 
yeah, you can have any kind of thing that you flambe. If you have a baked Alaska and you want to pour brandy on it and set it on fire, then you flambeed your your baked Alaska or your cherries jubilee or your bananas foster or any of those things that get flambeed. Aha. Uh -huh. Okay. All right. Well, good to know. I'll I like to flambe. <laughs> So um, anything else that I need to know about um, your rye? Uh, let's see. Made in Houston. It'll be available in stores soon. It's on the website. It's on bodegacatspirits.com. Uh, it's good on the rocks. It's good in a cocktail. Uh, it's reasonably priced. Uh, get a paper plane, make one of those, and make a old pal. And, and so one day we, if we're really cooking, we'd like to make um. Wait, no, R T D, ready to drink. Which of these cans? These canned cocktails. Oh, okay. And you might make a ready yeah, those to are drink really popular paper plane. Oh. A ready to drink paper plane? Yeah, yeah, just pop it like right in a can. That sounds that sounds like it could be good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, how big are the cans? These, this drink called High Noon. It's basically like a, you know, like a like a Red Bull size. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, isn't it weird that Red Bull didn't exist and now it's everywhere? Yeah, it's true. And it's a weird combination. Uh-oh, hello. Yeah, I'm here. Okay. I, I was just saying that Red Bull is a weird combination. Mm-hmm. I know, but you drink, and now there's a thousand of them. All right, I missed that. I missed, I only heard, and now there's a thousand of them. Uh, I said, uh, it's weird that they, when you grew up, there was no energy drinks, and now there's a thousand of them. Oh yeah, I remember when Gatorade was invented. Really? Yes, there was no Gatorade; it was just water. <laughs> wow, water and coffee. And so, if you were, you know, a sports person, you're playing baseball or football or whatever, you didn't drink Gatorade; you just drank water. And now, you know, everybody's drinking all these electrolytes and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, it's, it's all, it's always changing. There's always something new. And then we're always eliminating things that didn't make it. Yeah, that's true. It's weird. I mean, it makes you wonder what's next. Well, sometimes you can't even predict it. Some weird things just comes out of nowhere and takes yeah. over. I know, right? Yeah. All right. Okay. Anything else to tell me? Uh, no, get a bottle for yourself and uh, tag me and put it on online and I'll repost it. And okay. <laughs> I'll see you on the road, folks. Thanks for listening to Tip of the Tongue part of the Nitty Grits Network of the Southern Food and Beverage Museum in New Orleans. 
Learn more and subscribe to this and other podcasts at southernfood.org or wherever you listen to podcasts. Find us on Facebook on Nitty Grits Podcasts. I'm Liz Williams. Thanks for listening.